welcome this evening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we are always excited anytime that we can come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith that we can, oh, well, I'm a little reverberating here. All right, so uh, hold on one sec. I just want to make sure our feed is running, and we are. So um, It's always good when we can come together with brothers and sisters of like precious faith for a purpose. <laughs> for a purpose. And uh, where two or more are gathered together in his name, we know the result. He's here in our midst. He's always with us. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Uh, but when uh, we come together with a purpose, uh, we give him, we come expecting. Amen? Are you expecting? Yeah. I'm expecting. Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for your word. Father, where would we be <laughs> without your word? I thank you for the power and life that's in your word. And I thank you that when we read your word, the entrance of it brings light and life to us. It illuminates the path. And so we know the next step to take. And we understand, Father, that we are fully resourced to take that next step. We thank you for that. And we give you praise and honor, Holy Spirit. We welcome you this evening. We acknowledge your presence and we embrace you this evening. Thank you for doing your job and teaching us and revealing to us the things that we need to know. We're excited about the word of God. We're excited about this year. We're excited about the years to come. In Jesus' name, we thank you for everything that will be accomplished. Amen. Glory to God. Well, thank you for coming out tonight to midweek. For those joining us, thank you for taking the time uh, to, to tune in. And I, I ask that you participate with us. Don't just spectate, but participate with us this evening. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, today we did some work. We're preparing um, to, to put the building up for sale, as you know. So that's a little update. And so we're doing all the things necessary. So today we had the photographer here. That's exciting with the drones and all of that. So we had to get that done today. Uh, and so Lena's been working uh, on our behalf, representing us, and we're grateful to God for her, for her knowledge. And this is a stretch for her. This is a new endeavor with the church and so she's going to stretch we're stretching us as a congregation we're stretching this is the year of stretch <laughs> i love it i love it so we're in the process of getting it uh listed i believe we had the appraisal come down the town sent an appraiser and so we had that done so i believe within the next few weeks you'll be hearing more about us listing this building uh probably when we get the appraisal back and we see the number and we, I meet with my board and we determine what we're going to sell the building for. Uh, that Sunday, once we do that, before we list it, I want us to get together, join hands and pray as a faith family. I'm going to give you a card that you could put on your refrigerator every step of the way. And this is what we're going to pray for specifically. Now we'll pray for it here together. And then the card will be your thanks to God concerning what we prayed for. So we're all saying the same thing. Amen. Okay, so that's the wisdom of God. We're just going to just do everything as simple as it seems, something so small, we're going to do it. And together we're building our impact. This is not, 
I'm building our, no, we're all building our impact, amen? Every time I put my spoon right at my desk, my, it's not a spoon, it's a shovel, but I put it, it looks like a spoon, Nina calls it a spoon. So I put it right there and I, uh, see, I look at it every day and I have, I framed that right there. Take a screenshot of it. I, I framed it, our signs, building our impact. Who noticed that when you walked in today? Okay, see? A lot of individuals. I won't count the ratio of men to women. <laughs> I won't. Because ladies, you ever change your curtains and like months later, they're like, oh, is that new? <laughs> so yeah, for those of you. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't notice, we've changed our signs. For those of you watching, you, you don't see it, but we've changed our signs in here. And so I took that sign and I made a copy of it, made it smaller, and I have my confession as the, the, you know, the leader here <laughs> of what I'm keeping focused in front of me. And I framed it, I put it on my dresser so I could look at it every day. This is how I do things. I mean, this, I'm just visual and I got to see it. And so uh, I'm grateful. I'm excited. I'm excited about our next steps. Amen. Glory to God. So on Sunday, we talked about, uh, we started what is, I can tell you officially, it will be a series <laughs> on kingdom living. We started it. We didn't get much into it, but uh, we started the series on kingdom living. So I'm going to ask you to pray uh, for me uh, as um, I get before the Lord each time to, to see what we're going to teach on kingdom living uh, can go so, <laughs> there's so many ways we can go and there's so many facets to how we live in the kingdom. And I want to make sure I do the right ones for this church. And so uh, just believe God with me for direction each time we do it. Uh, something that I learned from Miss Dana, those of you who know Miss Dana uh, Schrader, uh, several years ago, she said this, she said, there are realms of utterance and anointing that pastors will never step into until the members of the church ask for it. And when I say ask for it, not come ask me for it, <laughs> ask him for it. So that means prayer. There are realms that I'll never step into, unction that I'll never get into that flow of unction unless you, as the saints of the church, ask for it. That's the way it's designed. Uh, I pray for myself. You have to pray for utterance. I pray for myself, obviously, every time I prepare and right before I get up here. And so, but there's something that the members of the faith family have to do. You're responsible to unwrap the gift I, that God has given to you. I'm responsible to unwrap the gift. Every service that I sit in, that there's someone ministering, before I go, I pray for unction. I also pray for favor with that individual because then God will give him the right words to say for the season I'm in. <laughs> I don't care about the rest of the people attending, but I'm getting what I'm supposed to get out of this. And he may say or she may say something that did not plan to say, I don't know. I am saying that. Well, I do. <laughs> I pull that gift on the inside of you. Well, that's, you see, there's more to just coming to church than just pulling in the parking lot, coming through the doors, saying hi to the person greeting, saying hello if you sit down, hear the message, and then walk out the door. There's more to church than that. You know, we come, we come with expectation. 
We come with expectation. And, and you hear a lot of people grumbling. And I, I know you probably do grumbling about their pastor. You know, that you can be sure that people who grumble about their pastors aren't praying for their pastors. You can't grumble and pray at the same time. And so uh, I know that we have praying people in this church. And so people who pray for their pastor always receive a word from the Lord for themselves. Always. They always do. And I, I mean, I, you know, this is new. Me pastoring is new in terms of senior pastor. It's a, a year. And so I've done that all my life. I've pulled on that gift. You'll hear me in church. I'm always like, amen. Yes, that's how I receive. I don't just do that so you can hear me. That's how I receive. When I have a conversation with you, when you're talking, what am I doing? Those who have talked to me, mm-hmm, yeah, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do that all the time. When you're, I'm sitting in my seat and someone's ministering, I want them to know I'm getting this. It's getting in there. And sometimes I just get real loud just because that's how I am. <laughs> that's how I'm wired. And if I want to say amen, nobody's going to stop me from saying amen. I'm saying amen. And so, amen. And I love that because that encourage that encourages, that lets the speaker know you're pulling on them. So when Tom comes, pull on him. Pull on the gift that's in him. If he says something that you're like, oh, that's good, say, oh, that's good. <laughs> it, it helps. It really helps. It will help you and it will help them because there's an impartation and then there's, there's a receiving. There's an impartation and there's a receiving. And so we do that, we can exercise that every time we come to church, every time. And if we'll do that, we'll receive. Amen. 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 We'll receive. Glory to God. So, glory to God. For that series, pray for that, because I think, too, with that series, there are things that... um, we weren't ready for as a church. Like we weren't, you know, you go through levels and you grow. And so we weren't really ready for some of the things that I I believe that God's having us speak on, but we're ready now as a whole faith family, we're ready. And so he's gonna have us say some of those things. And so we're just gonna be obedient and do that. So pray for the Sunday series. For tonight, I wanna start a little (laughs) sub-series. And it's on a topic that is important in the life of a believer. Uh, This would be a message that I would teach as part of kingdom living because it's very important uh, for us. We've talked about it many times in this church, but I did not speak on it specifically in 2021. Now, I want us to have a well-balanced meal in this church. You know, well-balanced, like look at the word of God, make sure we're preaching the full gospel and that we're getting a full meal. And so the Lord brought this to my awareness that I didn't teach on this, uh, specifically do a message on this by asking me a simple question. He asked me how much I value prayer (laughs) and how important do I think it is to the church? And so, of course... My answer to him was, it's one of our values. You know, one of our values is we have the ultimate helper within us. It's spirit-led. We are spirit-led. That value, it says prayer in there. You know, this is me talking to God, explaining myself and why prayer is important. And so I said, you know, we have the ultimate helper within us. We engage with him daily by praying and uh, in, uh, in tongues and in our understanding. And we are quick to listen and obey. Then I did what we talked about on Sunday. I took out my list. We all have our list. Well, we want God to know, I know. So I took my list out. 
Well, I do morning prayer every morning at 9.30 on Facebook Live. Got some people who join, hearing good things. And mom, she's here with Joan and Tracy, whoever comes, they pray every morning. And then Friday night, we do our corporate prayer. My list, this is my list of God. See, I know. So then, you know, also, I know we've talked about, you know, we, when we do our little prayer, every time before we get up and pray Friday night, we do a little teaching on prayer. So I said, well, there it is. We value prayer. We value prayer in this church. And um, then, you know, I also told him this church was birthed in prayer. You know, all the things we've said. And these are all great things. And we'll continue to do all of these things. We will continue to do them. But something I'm learning is that if you don't talk frequently about something, the importance of it diminishes. It diminishes. And so we assume everybody understands the importance of prayer. But that's not the case. If it was, you'd have more people join. And so uh, this is not to get a bigger crowd because, frankly, you don't want to pray with everybody. <laughs> I am telling the truth. You don't. You don't. There are some people that will come and just bring it down, bring down the house. So you don't want to pray with everybody. So these prayer, the corporate prayer that we have, a lot of it is like a group. And you need believers in there. You need people who know how to pray because they're going to places that a new believer is going to be freaked out by. What? And they're going to shut it down because they'll be like, oh, what? They, they just can't get with that. And so uh, there are levels of, of places that you go. And they've been doing this for many years. And when they go to some places, it can look crazy from the outside, can't it? But my goodness, I thank God we are where we are today because of the prayers, because of the prayers. Amen. No other reason, but because of the prayers. And so we thank God for that. So we're gonna continue that. But this, this message is not to get more people to come to prayer. That's not what this is about. You'll see where we're headed with this. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, this, and I do have a specific reason for talking about this. But um, what I wanna do is I want to, um, I'll talk about, that a little, I, we have an event that we're going to do, and so I'll talk about that shortly. But I said that this church was birthed in prayer, and some of you know that story, and some of you probably don't, those who are watching online too, but um, we moved here when I was 15, and we moved to Oklahoma so they could attend Rama. It was Rama Bible Training Center at the time. Now it's Rama Bible College, so I was 15. And the intent was to come back right after. He did two years, then we were going to come back. But through a series of things, we ended up staying there. <laughs> so 11 years in, <laughs> fast forward to 11 years in, uh, they went to Damata School of Missions. Now, that's another Bible school, but it, has, uh, it, it focuses on missions. And so their intent was a work in Cape Verde. You know, okay, yes, we're called to Cape Verde. Uh, they figured we're physically going there. And so that was their intent. 
And uh, this is where they met Dana and Lonnie, and they got into a prayer group. Now, prayer groups are different than like corporate prayer. They have a ton of different little groups for different things. So some pray for specifically for the pastor, and there may be three to 10 people in there. Uh, this group comes on Tuesday nights, and they go to the prayer room, and they pray for maybe celebrities. You know, whatever the Lord, if the Lord puts something, I really have a heart for children, then they do children. Then they have a children's prayer where just, children pray and so they had all kinds of groups and uh, that came out of that and then all the groups would meet together corporately and they would have a big prayer uh, and that's where God because 11 years now we're there and there was you know the desire to come out here and do what we needed to do but uh, they decided to get involved in this prayer group and it was in the prayer groups that the stirring for this area started to get more intense. And it was in that place, in the place of prayer, that the desire started to burn, you know, more intensely. And so, you know, they prayed for a little while. They didn't know all of it. But prayer will stir up the desire that you have in your heart. Prayer will do that. It will stir it up to the point where you have to do it. I just got to do it. And so that is what happened. Are we okay? Okay. So that is what happened. And uh, they didn't know all the steps that they had to take, but they thought initially Cape Verde, but then it started to become clearer and clearer to the point where dad said, if I have to ride a bike, <laughs> from Tulsa to here, right? <laughs> he said, if I had to ride a bike, I was coming back. It was just time. Why? Because prayer stirred up. Even prayers that were praying alongside them were praying like Cape Verdean and different things and saying, you know, they were confirming the things that they had in their heart. That's how prayer is. It's fun. It's interesting. You pray out things that you never knew that would happen. So they both knew it was time to come back here. So in 99, April of 99, we came back here. We ended up in Rhode Island. And uh, he had the name of the church in his heart. And so we didn't waste any time gathering. It was Z, <laughs> Laura, and her family uh, and in the house. We were in the house, just in Rhode Island, not even our house. We were at my aunt's house. So we're over there doing that. And then by June of 99, we moved here in April, towards the end of April. And by June of 99, the church, June 6th, I believe it was, we started in time. Prayer did that. We would, none of that would have happened. We could have probably stayed another 12 years in Oklahoma. Because <laughs> again, we were coming back within two years. And it was 12 years later. And we came back. And so, uh, and just the way I came back, I wasn't even coming back. And so prayer changed everything. Prayer changes everything. So people who pray get previews. You get previews of things you're supposed to do. You'll get previews of things the church is going to do. You'll get previews of things that's happening in the world. You'll get previews. Prayers get previews, and that's what happened with them. They got a preview of what was coming. And so then it gets stirred up so much on the inside of you that you have to just go and do it. You have to do it. So, uh, and that's when you pray consistently. So this church was birthed in prayer. 
So when I gave God my list, <laughs> when I told him that this church, that was true. It was birthed in prayer. And it will continue to grow and make an impact because of prayer. Amen. It will. Amen. So now prayer is not just talking to God when you need him. It's not just talking to God. My question is, you know, how consistent are you in your prayer life? And the answer is not, I'm as consistent as I need to be when I need him. <laughs> I consistently ask him for help. No, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about, Lord, help. You know, not that kind of throwing up a, you know, I need help, send something now. Okay, we could do that. That's considered, you know, prayer. But I don't mean, you know, consistently pray just when we need something. Uh, during morning prayer on Tuesday, I was impressed to say, I believe it was Tuesday, I was impressed to say that God is available to us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so my question is, how often are you taking advantage of him in his presence? Because he's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How often are we engaging with him? And so how much of him are we taking advantage of? He's there all the time. It's not a matter of marking off how many hours, how many hours I'm spending with him. It's not a competition. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what I'm talking about. What's the quality of your prayer time? And uh, back in the day, and, and Henry, you'll know this too, uh, Back in the day, the churches that we attended, you know of one, uh, but the churches that we attended, uh, there were individuals known in the church to pray for hours. I mean, hours a day, hours a day. And, um, and that's great. That's fine. That's great. Some people, they're called to pray. But here's the thing. You didn't see as consistent as they were in their prayer, you did not see evidence. You didn't see things changing. When they got up off the floor, they were the same. And the things they were praying for, don't get me wrong, some things changed. They had some change. And we, I'm talking about us, too, because we did the same thing. We had all-night prayer a lot. But not, we were, it was like hit or miss. It wasn't consistent answers to prayer. And that's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. Uh, so we're going to get into some of the mechanics of prayer during this series. But in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, pray without ceasing. Now we hear this and think, this is hard to do. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I have to spend time with my husband. If you have children, I got to take care of the kids. I got bills to pay, you know. I'm trying to do the call that God has on my life. Huh, I can't pray without ceasing. What does this mean? What does this mean? How in the world do I get on my knees and pray without ceasing? I'll starve to death. <laughs> I got to work. My boss will not appreciate me kneeling down near my desk and praying while he's paying me. So what does this verse mean? To pray without ceasing means to remain in an attitude of prayer all through the day ready to pray anywhere about anything the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray about. Amen. That's, it. That's, that's what it's about. It's about being ready to pray anytime he prompts me to do it. 
Make it a habit the minute your alarm goes off. This is something that I do. I'll whisper it. I'm not going to wake him up or anything, but I'll whisper it. I, I start with, this is the day that the Lord has made. I rejoice. And before my feet, feet hit the floor, I rejoice and I'm glad. I mean, I'm whispering, literally. I rejoice and I'm glad in it. I thank you, Lord, for today. You know, I'm whispering, thanking him. Thank you for another day. I thank you that I am going to accomplish much today. I'm talking to myself under my breath. As I'm getting ready, I put the word on. If I knew I didn't do enough praying yesterday, guess what? Turn the word off, I'm praying. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, thank you for my granddaughter. I thank you she's protected while she goes to school. I thank you every room, and I'm praying. If you eat breakfast, not everybody eats breakfast anymore, but if you eat breakfast on your way to the breakfast table, maybe while you're praying for your breakfast, instead of just praying for the food, Lord, I thank you for your word. As I think about your word today, make it real to me. Holy Spirit, show me a passage I can meditate on today. And just see, I'm keeping myself engaged with the Holy Spirit. I'm keeping him engaged. Now, that's while we get ready. That's why, you know, tell the Lord, I'm yours. I'm ready. I'm yours to command. Just tell me what you want me to do today. Pray for yourself, your family, those that God put in your life for their protection, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, before you go to bed, obviously, pray before you go to bed. But be ready to pray at all times. You know, I talked about how I was feeling disconnected from God at work when I was working uh, at the hospital and how, you know, I had such a glorious time in the car with him. Like, oh, my car time. I miss my car time. My car time was like, you know, was just, it was, you know, 25 minutes. And I would turn on, uh, you know, a faith-building message sometimes. And then for a period of time, I'm like, no, this is my time to just talk to you. So I turned it off, and I would just talk to him. Some days I was singing. Some days I was praying in tongues the whole way. Some days I was just worshiping him. Then at the end, right as I'm pulling into the parking lot, I'm confessing the word of God about, like, things that he would bring to me. Then... I have an eight, Kevin is familiar with this. We have an eight-minute walk into the building. And so during that eight-minute walk, I'm not going crazy. Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! Glory! No, because there's all kinds of people walking in with me. Don't get me wrong. I don't look cuckoo. I want to draw people to me, not make them run from me when they see me. So I'm like, thank you, Lord. Some people whistle as they go to work. Some days I'd sing my little song under my breath as I go into work. Confess the word as I'm working, as I'm walking. In fact, when it snowed, Kev was, will attest to this horrible cleanup there. And so you have to watch. And the rock salt that they put down is like this big. You could twist your ankle on that, never mind, you know, the snow. You're like, so I would confess that word that you, my footing is sure and you don't allow my feet to stumble. I would confess that the whole way in. God gave me that verse because I'm like, I'm not rolling my ankle on my way in. And so go straight to the emergency room. And so, uh, you know, that's what I would do. But... I'd swipe into my suite, someone's standing there waiting for me to work, and it was like, I forgot all about God, <laughs> you know? I would thank the Holy Spirit, because everything I did at work, I knew I couldn't do it without him. I mean, I didn't learn any of the stuff. I didn't go to school for anything. Any of the systems I learned, nothing. I didn't go to school for any of that. I didn't go to school for medical or anything. 
but the Holy Spirit is our teacher, the ultimate teacher, and he helped me. And so I would acknowledge him, and the more you acknowledge him, the more he helps you. So I would acknowledge him. That I did, but I'm like, I feel like you're not as close to me as you were in the car. It's like then I'd walk my little walk back, and I'd get in the car, and how oh, thank you. I'm like, I don't like this. I want that closeness all through the day. Even if I'm talking to a heathen, I want that closeness. You know, even if they're as dumb as her. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, even if I want that closeness. So it was just very simple. Okay. That long walk, it was longer than from here. Well, maybe to the, to the uh, door that leads out. It was that long walk from there to a room that we always went to. The, it's called the restroom. Went several times. So uh, several times a day. And then we have like almost to their uh, a kitchen area where we make copies and things. And I would always complain, this is so far. Why can't we put the copy machine here? You know, that kind of thing. Instead, the Lord just simple, something so simple. Use that time to just talk to me. Oh, well, okay, just simple, like something so simple. This is how, because I asked him, Lord, I need some wisdom. How can I engage with you here at work? And so just that small little walk, instead of complaining how far it is, I just thanked him and, and used this time. Every time I stepped out of my office and did that, it triggered. I'm going to do this. I'm going to engage him. And so I did. And I noticed that when I started just doing that little thing, it opened the door for me to do other things. I thought, oh, more wisdom. I took scriptures and words that he had given me, inspirational sayings and things that I know that he needed me to see, and I set it as the wallpaper on my computer in my office. So now it's up there all the time. I'm looking at the scripture, you know, Genesis 8:22. Everything that you put your heart to do, you'll do, you'll accomplish, you know, and write the vision, make it play. So I put that, so it would just change every 15 minutes. I'm like, good. Then I realized, wait a minute, my coworker is over there listening to a talk show, Steve Harvey. I'm gonna listen to my word. If she can listen to Steve Harvey and all of this and that, I can listen to my word. So I put Victory Channel on all day. I just put it low. When people come in, if I knew it was something that I needed to foot, pay full time, I'd just turn it off. But I, I you know, I, I love music. I love music. I really do. But do you know I hardly listen to worship music anymore? <laughs> I know that's probably not a good thing, but that's the importance I've put and placed in the word of my life. Because the word, not music, is going to get me through these things. Right. I put the word on. I stopped the music. And I, I'll, I listen to music. Don't get me wrong. There are moments in, at the gym, though, I'm, not, I'm listening to the word. The word is what fuels me because I need more word. I need more word. And so, um, and that's a side note. But if you'll give him a little space, just a little throughout your day, he'll show you ways to, to increase that. If your heart wants that, he'll show you ways to do that. And that was just a little thing, a little change. And people would come, like I talked about last week, they'd come and want to sit in our chair and can I just stay in here? It's so, it's so peaceful in here. I'm like, yeah, you can leave because you brought confusion with you. But <laughs> take that confusion with you and go. But it, it changes the atmosphere of your workspace or anything else that you're doing. And that's, that's part of connecting and staying connected to him and, and knowing that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, just as Jesus said. That's knowing that, knowing that. And so to pray without ceasing means in addition to the time, 
in addition to the time that we have set just for prayer, and we have our time, our daily devotion, in addition to that, uh, on purpose that we do that, we should remain in an attitude of prayer all through the day, ready to pray anywhere about anything the Holy Spirit prompts you to pray. So from the moment you wake up in the morning, while you take care of the things around your house, when you sit down to read God's word, as you drive to and from your job, when you are at work or out in public, as you lay in bed preparing to go to sleep, whatever it is, while you're walking the dog, taking out the trash, <laughs> making a major decision, whatever you're doing, God wants to be involved. And he's available 24-7. So if you're a night owl, guess what? He's up. If you're an early bird, he's up. And so just take advantage of him, <laughs> right? Take advantage of him. You know, someone will tell you, I'm here for you. You could call me anytime you want, you know, and I'll give you all the resources you need. And if you never call them, whose fault is that, right? If you never take advantage, take it. He's here and he wants to engage with us. I don't want him to be a stranger to me when I get to stand in front of him in heaven. I want to, when I stand before his throne, go, ooh, that's the voice that I've heard all my life. That's what I want it to be. I don't want him to be a stranger. And so if we look at uh, Psalm 5, verse 1 to 3, uh, David said, uh, in Psalm 5, 1 to 3, I'm reading it out of the New Living. Oh, Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God. Don't you love the relationship David had? He had a lot of emotional issues. David had many emotional issues. And if you're going through that, the Psalms is a good place for you to camp in. I heard Rick Renner talk about that. He said David had lots of emotional issues. He said, and when he, 12 years ago, he went through a time of depression, he just stayed in the Psalm and read the Psalms. That's it. He said he couldn't bring himself to read anything else. Sometimes he had to read the Psalms, read itself to him, <laughs> read to him. He couldn't read it. He was in such a low, low, low place. And he said the Psalms is what helped him get out of it. David was close to God. And he knew that even though he had these issues, he, he knew that who he could go to. And the rest of that says, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my request to you and wait expectantly. Amen. David knew the power and importance of prayer. He really did. Now, I've talked about our personal prayer life, but that's not what this series is about. That's me laying the foundation. Now I'm going to assume from here on out that we all have a personal prayer time with God every day, and then that we're going to engage him throughout the day. I'm operating under that assumption. For those watching, I'm operating under that assumption. A couple months ago, Mom and I sat at the table, and we did building or developing a consistent prayer life. If you missed that, great, great gold nuggets in that. I encourage you, find it on YouTube or fhfcma.com. Do a search for developing a consistent prayer life, even on Facebook, and watch that. That will help you develop that daily time of prayer and tells you the importance of it. So watch that. 
Um, I want to talk specifically about praying in a corporate setting. That's what we're going to be talking about. This is going to help us in our personal life, obviously, because we're going to put more tools in our spiritual toolbox. But we are going to pray and get stirred up. We're going to uh, talk and get stirred up about corporate prayer. And I have a specific purpose for this. So we are going to have our first ever family prayer night. Amen. Amen. First ever family prayer night. Well, what is that? What's a family prayer night? It's going to be held on the fifth Wednesday of March. On March the 30th, it's going to be in the evening, evening service. And we may do it more than once, but right now my direction from the Lord is March 30th. So it will be a family prayer night. This will not be a typical prayer meeting that you may be used to. It's going to be a time when we come together, whether you are single, married, or married with a family. We're going to pray from the youngest child in the family to the oldest. You'll be given some tools to do that. I don't mean you're coming up here and I'm going to call on you to pray. That's Don't panic. That's not what this is about. I see families. God's given me this vision. Families standing together. Singles standing together. And you'll have some prayer material. And uh, from the youngest one in the family who could read, they're going to pray about some things in the family. Dad, head of household, going to pray some things for the family. Husbands going to pray some things for the family. Wives will pray some things for the family. And everybody, um, again, at your seat. Don't panic. Ain't going to call you to come up here. I will have certain ones on our leadership team. I do have, again, God's putting this vision together. So by March, it's all going to come together. And so it will be our first time that we're doing this. And I think we'll probably have more. But this is going to be an opportunity. If your kids have come to this church for any amount of time, and Tracy, you can attest to this, they know how to pray. And most of them know how to pray in tongues. How much they do it and how much they grow in it is determined by your reinforcement as parents at home. And so if you're not, I, I would, before you go to bed, I know most of the children in our children's, Joan and Jean go down there, and that's what they focus on. They focus on prayer. And so these kids know how to pray. They just need the opportunity. And so if you'll, before they go to bed, let's pray in tongues together as a family. Okay, dad, you go ahead, mom and children, you know, gather around. We're going to do it. Well, we're going to start to do that together here because I think we need some little boost on it. We need a little boost on it. And then it will help you at home. This is a way that we are strengthening families and strengthening this family at large, this faith family. This is one way we're going to do it. So mark your calendars for March 30th, okay? And we'll get ready for that. Uh, all right, glory to God. All right, so prayer is one of the most overlooked weapons we've been given in these days that we are living in. We must pray during this time that we're living in. This is part of kingdom living. It really is. There is no secret formula to praying. 
Nothing that God wants you to consistently participate in is a secret. Nothing. If he tells you to do it, there's not a formula. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's clear. We just need, to, the Bible has a lot to say about prayer. We just need to get in it and see what it says. Amen. Yeah, it has a lot to say about a lot of things. But we've got to open up the word and see what it says. God does provide us with some very specific kinds of prayer that touches his heart and moves him to action. And we're going to look at the different types of prayer. These different types of prayers are like tools in your toolbox. I do not know a lot about tools, don't care to know, but I do know how to use a hammer. I know that I do not screw in a screw with a hammer. I use a screwdriver for that. I can pound in nails and remove nails with a, hang, with a hammer, but not a screwdriver. So there's different tools for different tasks. Amen. There's different tools for different things you want to accomplish. That's like it is in prayer. And if we want to pray effectively and see evidence of our prayers, we need to know more about prayer. We did the series on the Holy Spirit and his gifts, and we said we weren't learning about the three categories of gifts and the nine gifts so we could show off and tell people how much we know. That's not the purpose. Well, it's the same with this. We're not just trying to go, here's the seven different types of prayer. I know. No, that's not what this is about. We don't, it, it's not about saying, I know this or know that. It's just, I want to be effective in my prayer. I want our church to be effective in our prayer. An effective prayer is the one that gets answered. <laughs> yeah. An effective prayer is the one that gets answered. We need to see some evidence that our prayers have worked. Amen. We do. And it should be consistent, not hit or miss. Because I think when it's hit or miss, we go, well, maybe it was a maybe from God. It wasn't a yes or a no. Or maybe if I had just done this, or maybe if I don't do that, we start questioning. And you start asking questions like that, you'll find yourself out of the will of God in no time. And so we don't want to do that. We want to ensure that we pray effectively. So in this series, we'll look at the different types or kinds of prayers. We'll look at, we'll ask the question what, and answer it, what is corporate prayer? What happens when we participate in corporate prayer? Three reasons why you need a prayer journal. We're going to get real specific with this. And how do we pray effectively for the time that we are living in currently? Many prophecies coming to pass right before our very eyes. The coming of the Lord is upon us. <laughs> you don't pray the same way as you prayed back when Jesus first went to heaven and ascended. There's a way to pray for the time that we're living in. And so we're going to do that. That's what we're going to do. I'm excited about this series. I just kind of laid a little foundation, told us where we're going. Uh, but I'm excited about this series uh, because I believe we all can learn more about prayer. Do you believe that? Do you believe that we've exhausted everything there is to know about prayer? I sure haven't. You've been praying for a long time. And she said she hasn't even scratched the surface. And she's been praying ever since I was a little girl. 
even before that. And so uh, Ian has had evidence of prayer. That's, see, there's fruit. We have to bear fruit. And this year is going to be the year that we bear more fruit than ever before in the area of prayer. Say yeah. It's so easy to get in the spirit right Hold on one sec, because we need the folks out there to hear it. It's so much easier now to get in the spirit. Yeah. When you pray, yeah, especially when you pray in the spirit, it's so easy, so much easier. and you get in places that you didn't get before. Mm -hmm. We are in a right place, at right time right. to really give ourselves to prayer. Amen. And it's not just um, because we um, to show that you pray it, right? Just because the Lord tell us to, right, right. Just because they tell us to, and we hear a lot about what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, if we don't pray, we're not going to know how to, right. to do what God tells us to do. That's right. It's wonderful to talk to God. Mm -hmm. When God started to talk to you, it's totally oh, a different story. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Go ahead. I just want to say, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we hear... Because God put us here. Mm -hmm. We uh, were praying in Tulsa. We, every Thursday night, uh, Marie and I would uh, go to the uh, Mark Brazee's uh, mm -hmm. School of Mission, and we would pray there for one hour. And so, when, like, like she, Maria said, when we went to the mission school, we were ready to go to Cape Verde. That was, that was our, our calling. Mm -hmm. And so we had talking about it and preparing and all those stuff. But one night, we're praying, and all of a sudden, I saw a highway. And this highway was a long one. At that time, the speed limit was 75 maximum in Tulsa. And so in this highway, I saw speed limit from 25, 30, 40, 50, and so forth, all the way up to 75. And I heard a voice from the Lord inside of me saying, Take limitation off me. That's good. I want you to go to Massachusetts and begin the church there. Mm. And so that's why, how we end up over here. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, it, prayer really, really, really is it important. It's important. Yeah. Because you'll hear God. Amen. Amen. And that was during a time of prayer. I mean, imagine how many missed opportunities when the Lord says, come on, get before me. And we're like, but this show is so good that I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, oh, it's cold and I'm 
tired and I went to bed later than I should. Whose fault is that? <laughs> Whose fault is that? And listen, we've all done it. No condemnation over here. We've all done it. We've all done it when he said, you need to do this. And we're like, oh, you know, my, my father and the faith. Jerry Savelle talked about that, how he, he, he thought he was going to have his consistent prayer life. And it didn't start off too good. It was cold in the house. And so he was like, oh, he wrapped himself up in a blanket. And before long, he was asleep. <laughs> the whole time went, he woke up. What? So then he went and stood on the edge of the bathtub. He said, if I fall asleep, I'll break my neck. So <laughs> he stood on the edge with his Bible. And he said, this is what I'm going to have to do. Because it was day after day after day after day after day. He's like, no, I can't have this. So he stood on the edge of the bathtub for a while. Our flesh stinks. <laughs> I tell you, if we don't take it into submission, it will run our lives. But when you started to love it. Well, yeah, you'll love it. You, that you can't you not do it. To love it. Yeah. You can't, you can't not it. do it. Yeah. And that's with anything of God. To, to think about your, between yourself yeah. and the yeah. little children, they kill it. Yeah. About yeah. yourself yeah. and the uh, government. Yeah. Between yourself and the people in the church, so you don't need help. Yeah. It, 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 it becomes it become so big. Yeah. It becomes big. And that's how anything of God yeah. develops and grows. Anything of God, even attending church. You know, if you make excuses not to attend, then it gets easier to not attend. <laughs> it gets easier. If you miss one or two, I can tell you the third will be very easy. But if you've programmed yourself and this is what I love to do, you enjoy it. When you miss, you're sad. <laughs> you feel like you're missing something. It's like, oh, I miss. You don't want it, that FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> What's going on over there today? You just don't want to miss it. And so um, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this series. I'm excited. I believe we're going to stir all of us. I'm going to stir myself up. I'm stirred up about the Holy Spirit still. Just because that series is done doesn't mean that I'm not stirred up about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Still giving me things about that mess, that series. And so we get ourselves stirred up. Amen? So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 says, I'm reading this out of the message. Remember, <laughs> a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it over and make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. <laughs> God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Do you delight in the giving? Yeah. I want to be a person that delights in the giving every time. No matter what, I want to delight in the given. Today, it, then it says, God can pour on the blessing in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything, more than just ready to do what needs to be done. Glory to God. That's a good place to be. This morning during prayer, we were praying for those Wednesdays as our day to pray for souls. And so we not only prayed for those who, uh, you know, we know, but we prayed for those who have never heard the gospel. Remember that when we talked about that? The billions of people, that was astonishing, staggering. How many people have just never known and heard about Jesus, now, let alone rejected him? This is the ones that never heard. I want to be able to be rich enough that when someone says,
says, I want to go to this country and this tribe that has never heard of Jesus. I'll fund the whole thing. I'll get you your car. I'll get you your flight down there. I'll get you your Humvee, whatever you need. I'll get you people. I'll get you resources. I'll fund that entire mission. That's why I'm not satisfied with just getting by for me and myself and, oh, I got a nice house or I got a nice car. I want to be able to have for me, yeah, but so I can give lavishly on people who are funding the gospel. That's my mission. Right now, it's great. There are people doing other things, but I want to reach those people who have never heard. Who have never heard. That's what God has put in my heart to do. And so I want to be that. I want to be able to not say, let's raise funds as a church. Um, who can give 20? Anyone give a thousand? Nope. I don't want to do that. I want to say, listen, I got it. Eric, write the check. <laughs> We're going to take care of it. And he look, he's on board with me. That's what we want to do. What is it that you want to fund in these end days? What is it that you, God's telling you, this is what I want to do? Well, we've got to work our plan. <laughs> Don't forget about our financial plan. <laughs> the things that we got to do in the natural so we can get debt free, so we can move, move on. And I tell you, it's time for acceleration, even in our finances. Amen. Do you believe you can be out of debt even quicker than what the plan said? I believe it. I believe it. I receive it in Jesus' name. I'm believing for debt cancellation, supernatural, phone calls. Hey, I need to know how much I owe on this. Oh, your balance is zero. It was paid off last week. Woohoo! Glory to God. More money we could put aside to something else. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. Oh, if you want an envelope. Do we do envelopes? Do we do that? Oh, thank you. Can you do that for me? If you need an envelope, you can raise your hand. He will serve you tonight. Glory to God. God is so, 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 so good. Don't forget on uh, the 30th that uh, Mr. Tom will be here with us. He's going to talk about, are you rapture ready? That's the title of his message. Are you rapture ready? <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. I'll have to watch that. Uh, and so he's, he's ready for that message. The team's getting ready, and uh, they're going to take us back with some old school songs, so it'll be great. Check in the mail. Today. Check in the mail. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's a check in the mail, and I'll take it. I'll take it. He's laughing because he knows. Because I'm like, Wells Fargo Auto? We haven't had them forever. They've given us so much money back because of all the mistakes they made. You've probably been a part of that. And so they've given us, and he goes, this is money, Maria, that they should have never taken from us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, true. But I'm like, they're good. They give us money back. Anyway, I'm like, a check in the mail? I'm like, yeah, $5. But I'll take it. <laughs> I'm like waiting to see how many, oh, $5, okay. <laughs> it costs more to print the check than it did to send it. That's okay. I will take it. I will take any money anyone wants to send. Amen? Checks in the mail. <laughs> I love it. So we testify about the small things and the big things. Please, please, if you um, have a testimony, something good that happened to you, even if you just message it, text it to me, uh, direct message us with it, uh, type it out and just send it to me. Uh, write it out, send it to me. We want evidence, right? The year for evidence, the year to bear more fruit than ever before. We need to see and hear what God is doing because it will encourage someone else to keep going. Keep going. 
because God's doing this over here. He's doing that over there. Keep going. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep praying. Keep using your faith. Keep walking this faith journey because God can do it for them. He can do it for you. Bless the Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you that we can sow into your kingdom. That's, that's part of kingdom living is giving, having a heart to give. We delight in the giving. <laughs> we thank you, Father, that as you direct us to give, we'll open our hearts wide and we'll give. And we thank you for a return on every seed. I thank you for the harvest, Father God, that we have coming to us. I thank you for the evidence, Father God, of all the seeds that's been sowed. I thank you, Father, that it's coming up and a rich harvest is being produced in Jesus name. We receive it in Jesus name. It's ours. We have it now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. All right. You can uh, go ahead. He'll uh, pass out the receptacle and we'll give uh, there's a few things coming up. You'll hear more on uh, Sunday, so we'll talk about those. Remember to mark your calendar for March the 30th. I know it's way out there, but it will be here before you know it. Also, Pastor Sam and Sherilyn will be with us on February the 13th. Don't forget, mark your calendars for that. They'll be with us on February the 13th. Miss Nasha announced uh, on February the 12th. Uh, that we have a uh, Valentine's uh, event. And so it will be game night and dessert right here, 7 to 9. And so it will be right here, 7 to 9 p.m. Go eat, go do whatever you're going to do with your honey. And then come here. We're going to play some games, have some great prizes. It will be a lot of fun. Bring your, make sure you, you know, tell your spouse you're coming. Drag, drag them, her or him. <laughs> Tell them they're coming. So we're going to have a good time uh, during that uh, event. Uh, things are, are happening. Things are moving. We'll keep you posted on our building, our impact project. Uh, when you come and drive in and you see a for sale sign, you should know before that happens. I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> I don't want you to be surprised and pull up. Oh, <laughs> you'll know before that's going to happen. Okay, but it will be very soon. And there'll be a soul sign. Yeah, and before... Before long, yeah, it, there will be a sold sign. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us online. God bless you. You are dismissed. Thank